Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. I am Fred Purdue. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown, after we kind of went missing a little bit. What's going on, Rick? Howdy. 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 How the hell are you, my friend, my partner? How you doing? How's mom? I'm good. How's I'm good. Mom? All good. All good. Okay, Nothing good, crazy. Good, good, good. Nothing that, crazy. That, that, that's, all we, that's all that matters. Family is what matters. Family is what matters, and then we can joke around all that other stuff. But um, hey, Fred, before we get started, man, mm-hmm. um, thoughts and prayers are still with you guys on the South Florida, uh, southwestern part of Florida, and everyone affected by Ian, Hurricane Ian. I uh, hope that if you are able to listen to this podcast, that it takes your mind off of things just for a little bit while we give it to you straight, no chase. Um, and if anything that we can do, um, let us know. Definitely, definitely. Um, we were, we were kind of gone for, for a, a half a week. We didn't, we didn't give the people what they, what they wanted in a, in a, a reaction show. I had a little, some personal things going on with family. So I had to take care of that first. Family so first. Said, so we said we'll give them a little bit of a show and a half, I guess. We'll kind of go back a little bit in time and kind of react to what the what all the happenings from last week. Just you know, make sure the people are fed. What or maybe eat. not. Or maybe, or maybe not. <laughs> we we might not do that, no. but we may. So you got to stay we, and find out. Yeah, you got to stay and find out. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So before we get started, of course, you know I have to do it. Make do sure it. you go follow the show on Twitter. Yes. CFB Overdrive. Um, yes. You can find myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB. You can find Rick. Where can you find you? Where can they find you? So they can tell you what a freaking Tar Heel is on Twitter. See, thank you. Thank you. Finally, I'm trying to get to. I went directly to the people. Oh, I'm sorry. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Brown 91. <laughs> That's Rick Brown 91, where you can tell me. What in the hell is, is a Tar Heel? What's a Tar Heel? I came to the people. The people I like, y'all Y'all scared? Y'all scared? Or you just don't know? If you don't know, that's fine. If you're scared, then go get a dog. Jesus. I mean, Tar I mean, look, and, and I think it's very apropos because the, 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 the Tar Heels, the Mud Heels, I mean, the Tar Heels got a, a big game coming up. But we'll talk about that a little later. We're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah, we'll talk about because I got a I got a meeting with a Tar Heel this coming weekend, so we, we got a lot to talk about there. But um, take some kinda, let's 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 take it back a little bit. Let's take it back a little bit to last week where we had some. You know, I keep every week I keep saying something crazy. Nothing's crazy going to happen this week. Nothing crazy is going to go on, and we're going to have just a ho hum type of week, and nothing crazy is going to happen. And, we had a game that needed to be needed to be made up. S, uh, SMU versus UCF. That game is actually going on right now. We're going into halftime. SMU is up 13-10 on those uh, UCF nights. Now going back a little bit, we had we had some interesting matchups. I mean, you had Arkansas and Alabama. I said that game might be a little closer than we thought. Yeah, Alabama. Nick Saban said none of that. None of that. It was over before it ever began. Um, I mean, Saban, Nick Saban said, he said, look, this is how quarters coverage is ran, and there's nothing over the top. And he said that, and he made that happen. 
but we got a little bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. And we also got a little bit of a glimpse into the future at Alabama because mm-hmm. Bryce Young, he got hit going out of bounds and um, there was an AC sprain. It ends up being a shoulder injury, turns out to be an AC sprain. Uh, glimpse shades of Sam Sam Bradford years and years ago. I know that name is that, that name for Oklahoma fans is kind of hard to, to swallow because he was pretty good, but he was always injured. And some Eagles and Vikings and Rams fans may hate that name, but you know, AC sprains are, are always tricky because you can't, if you come back too early, even if you don't come back too early, just the right falling just right, getting hit just right is always something that you have to worry about. Uh, Bryce Young goes out. In comes Jalen Milrow out of Katy, Texas. I've been watching this young man since he was in high school. He reminds me of Lamar Jackson. Uh, not all the way, like Lamar Jackson light. And then he took off for like 65 yards, and then everybody's like, oh, he's the guy you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. And he has a cannon for an arm too, and he's a he's just an athletic freak. Uh, one of the few, one of the many that they have at Alabama, <laughs> Alabama fans, you are good at quarterback for at least five, four, maybe five years coming down the pipe. Yeah, it was um, <clears throat> whenever you hear that the Heisman Trophy winner is hurt, you know, you, you, you have to be concerned. But this doesn't look like it's going to be anything real serious. Um, but they state. They're saying that he's day-to-day and could perhaps even play on Saturday. I don't think they'd need him, but (sighs) that's another story in itself. Definitely, definitely another story for another day. We'll definitely see how that goes as they – Alabama's actually going to face off against – uh, the Texas A&M Aggies, the team that won the one regular season team that beat them, um, they're not looking too good. And maybe Jimbo, we got, we might talk, we'll talk about that in a minute. Cause there's, there's some, there might be another, he might get to join the fired football coaches. Mm. of America. Hey, shout out to John Gruden in that. I remember that from back in the day. Yeah. yeah go ahead and join them. Cause you update that LinkedIn page. That might happen. Um, speaking of coaches that were that joined, and we can kind of tie in last week to this week, uh, because it kind of actually it actually happened. Um, yes, Brett, Brett Bielema, former Wisconsin coach, now at uh, with the fight, the Illinois Fighting Illini, uh, put the he he did what you know, you, you know, you ever heard you ever heard back in the day when you when The Rock was wrestling and not doing movies and being successful in Hollywood, he said he'd lay the smack down on somebody. Well, that's what Brett Bielema did on to Wisconsin, his former team, uh, to the tune of 34 to 10, to the point where Wisconsin, after the game, said, hey, Paul Christ, even though you've never lost more, you've never won, uh, you've, I'm sorry, you've never had less than nine wins. Mm-hmm. Get all that. Forget all that. Update your LinkedIn page. You're fired. Mm. And we'll just pay you $20 million to go away. Mm. I'm in the wrong profession. I mm. I officially aspire to be a fired <laughs> power five college football coach because mm. you can fire me all day, every day. And I will say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. For 20 million just to go away. And they reduced it down to 11, but still, 
That's 11 million reasons to go away and not come back. Just saying. Yeah, and and, and see, every week, <clears throat> I mean, these... These 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 universities, these colleges, programs, they've gotten kind of brand new in twenty twenty two. They getting crazy. They getting They're stupid. They're real with bold. It. They're real I mean, they, bold. They, they dropping people every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't. I mean, and they're not just one play, one coach, two and three coaches getting getting axed weekly. I mean, there used to be a time where people had honor. And used to wait until the season was over, and then give them their walking papers. Eh-eh. <laughs> not no more. No, absolutely not. One and, bad loss, and you out the door. Whew. And it's cra- it's crazy to me because it used to be if you were a bad coach and you went, you had one bad season, they'd at least let you live. But now, I mean, we're firing good coaches at pro, and, and didn't I tell you? A couple weeks ago, and I'll keep reiterating it, certain schools have this idea in their head of who they think they are. (laughs) Auburn, go ahead and get rid of go ahead and go get go ahead and get rid of Coach Harson. You're not Alabama, but go ahead. Go ahead. It's it's okay. Go ahead and pay the man and let him go. And anyone else that had Georgia Tech, you're not Georgia. I'm just gonna call it what it is. What's next? Um, Oklahoma's let, letting go of um, Brent Venables because he gave up two stinkers. Like, come on, bro. Like, it's it's one of those things that you just have to understand. Certain, you're just if you're not na- if your name isn't Clemson, Ohio State, o- um, Alabama, Georgia, give your coaches a chance. I mean. I would kill as a Miami fan. I would kill to have my head coach go ten and three his first year, eleven and three his second year, thirteen and one the following year, win his division every single year, and down year is eight and five, come back at ten and four, have a COVID year, go four and three with no team, go nine and four again, and then say, okay, we went three and th- two and three. That's a bad. I mean, I get it. I get what they're wanting to do because we have guys like Jim Leonard, who was the head coach and waiting, if you want to say that in air quotes, and they want a younger guy to go into the future with. But come on. The man literally went 67 and 26, (laughs) and you fired him, and he won the Big Ten West. What are you doing? What was it? Come on, man. There we go. Come on, man. Sorry, I'm, I, on, I get fired on. up about stuff like this because no, I've and, seen... and it's where you should. Like I, when I got fired when they, when when they got rid of Herm, but you know it was more than just dub, dubs and L's with Herm. But still, these people get ridiculous. And hell, Paul's not the only one. <laughs> Paul, Paul isn't the only one who's gone this week. Yeah, it's Carl Durrell. Mm, mm, mm. This one might, might might have been a little bit more deserving, but still. Is it, the, the timing, though, this is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. What, okay, so you already given up on the season, right? Because what coach comes in, it's very few times that a coach is going to come in uh, or, or an interim coach is going to be named and that team is going to go on a tear. 
sorry, folks, it doesn't happen. Unless you're in right? Nebraska. <laughs> you know, a block, <laughs> look, look, a broken clock is right two times a day. This is true. This is true. So, uh, you know, that's not going to, that's not going to last. Trust, trust and believe. So I just think it's, I think these people have been drinking, they've been drinking their juice and they need to lay, they need to just set the cup down. I had to back up off of it and set my cup down. Stop firing coaches from all over town. Come on now, get it right. Carl Durrell got 8.7 million reasons to go sit down <laughs> and possibly go to the Nick Saban University of Coaching. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 23 games. See, what I don't like, you, I do agree with you. Coaches need at least a minimum of three years. And I don't mean a COVID-shortened season where your team is getting ravaged by COVID and still your coach went four and two with all of that happening. And yet you say, okay, I get it. Oh, and five. I get it. I get it. I get it. Outside of that year, you, he literally went four and 13, but it's Colorado. This is not your father's or your grandfather's Colorado that got a fifth down. Never mind. I'm not going to, I Michigan fans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michigan fans. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, hey, are some of our Michigan fans even old enough to remember that? Uh, ooh, ooh. He said that that's Fred Purdue, y'all. Uh, <laughs> y'all know where to Twitter. find him. Get y'all at me on Twitter, him. we can we can talk about it. But y'all know but where yeah, to find him. like uh, this is not the co- the Colorado of yesteryear of a long time ago. Heck, they're not the Colorado from the Big Twelve at the end, uh, before they came went to the Pac twelve. But this this is not that old Colorado. This is didn't they have a female kicker? Yeah, they did. Katie, Katie, somebody back. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember her last name, but yes, they did. They had a female kicker along with Vanderbilt had a female kicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, same colors too. Wow. Yeah, very same, very much, very much. same. <laughs> hey, same and same production year to year too. Ooh, ouch. Oh. Um, Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm gonna get a lot of hate on Twitter. All right. So, so yeah, this is let the coaches let these coaches live for at least three to five years. Let them get something because if you don't, you're just gonna continue firing coaches. And I don't know if you guys know this, but firing a coach, even with the transfer portal, firing your head coach puts your program back at least five years. Just saying. See you guys in 2027. Woo. Woo. Um, some notables from, from the past week. So before we kind of jump back to the come back to the to the present, uh Oklahoma got just a good old fashioned ass whooping. I mean, I saw the score. I actually got I saw a tweet and I was like, they were like, um, Oklahoma, are you okay? And I was like, what is going on? Anytime you see something like that, it's it's never good. And I go and I say, whoa, pause. What is going on? It's 28-7 here. What is going on? It's the first quarter. Um, sound the alarm. They just got a lot of points scored on them. And I did say, I did tell you, I said, Brent Venables could fix some things, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma got upset. I did say that. 
And but I didn't see this coming. Max Duggan looks like the second coming of Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson or somebody from the, the good old days because he did whatever he wanted to do and is still scoring after they dropped 55 on Brent Venable's defense. Not to 40. mention Dylan Gabriel got knocked out of that game. Yeah, yeah. 41 in the first half. Uh, shout out to Joe Briggs, uh, former uh, Polk County um, resident. I think he went to Haines City. Um, ended up at uh, TCU, played ball there. Shout out to JB. Uh, now doing uh, lo- law- lawyering things. Do you think, JB? Mm. He was very happy with this TCU doing the, doing his thing. <laughs> doing his thing. So big shout out to them. Very shocked. When I saw that, I was like, I saw the halftime score. No, no, I saw the first quarter score. I said, well, this first quarter, quick score, second quarter is 28-14. You know, you can come back. 40 giving up 41 points what <laughs> what in a half what yeah looks like Oof. oklahoma on the on the defensive side doesn't look like oklahoma on the offensive side i mean they put up some points late but not enough to do any do enough damage to come back uh kansas state got might have to have a new heisman um candidate here might even get into my um Honorable mentions. We're not doing Heisman's, but I mean, I got to give him a shout out because, boy, um, Adrian Martinez. I see why you left with Nebraska a few years ago. Um, yeah, you you put you put that thing on um, on Texas or on Texas Tech to the tune of thirty seven to twenty eight and over three hundred, almost three hundred yards of total offense and multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, he he looks like the same age. Now, granted, he's like 24 now playing college ball. He's a man amongst children, but still, he still got to do it. And he he's really emerged as one of those players that I mean, the la- and it's funny because the last time uh, Kansas State had a guy that was um, nationally known was Colin Klein. Guess where Colin Klein ended up at the end of the year? Where is that, my brother? Not not in the Little Apple. But the Big Apple for Heisman for Heisman night. Granted, um, was that Johnny Manziel, if I remember correctly? Because it was Manti Teo and his his alleged fake girlfriend and and him and he stop. Hmm. Mm, oh, he was catfished. He was cat. Okay. All right. All right. Not his fault that he's naive. Uh-huh. I mean, he's from Hawaii. Come on now. He's a Notre Dame. I mean, if you, if you believe in leprechauns, you'll believe in anything. Anyways, oh, Notre Dame fans. I, I just I just lost like seven Notre Dame fans. Get them. Okay. The, Get them. That's seven of the of the eight that actually exist. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, mm, oh, my God. Mm. He just – I tell you, these criminal fans just – they just <laughs> – they just they just don't let it go, do they? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, the last time we, we played them, the roof went off of Hard Rock, but – you know, shout out to Trajan Bandy. Good job. Anyways, um, but yeah, yeah. The, the last week was was pretty crazy. Uh, Florida State got finally got there, got the L that they needed. Good job. Put a little bad juju on those guys. 31-21. Better not mess with a demon deacon ever again. Um 
we have Kansas, Kansas State alive as, as an undefeated, and now we have a big. Ma- they're actually uh, college game day is going to Lawrence uh, this weekend. So yeah, that one's 14, 11, 14 to eleven. But you might lose your head coach if if you keep it up, guys. Keep winning, and you're going to lose your head coach. That's how it works when you win a lot. And he was a Wisconsin guy, so you never know. You never know. Um. Anything else from the previous week that maybe caught your eye? Uh, shout out to my Rattlers. That's what we do. All we do is win. Um, I, I see Miami did not get an L this week. So, no, we did not lose against the bye week. And that's very important. Very important. So that, that's a good thing. Actually, we did catch a small L against the bye week. We had an injury. We had an ACL injury, Elijah Arroyo. One of the emerging tight ends that might hurt a little bit, but overall we didn't we didn't lose too much. Um, what caught my eye? I have to go here. Go Kirby, how in the world did you let Missouri keep up with you in this game? Kirby, we gotta have a conversation. We gotta have a conversation. This game shouldn't have been close at all. You have that vaunted defense over there, despite losing all of what you lost on defense. This game should not have been close. This game, I kept, I had to keep looking at my phone and switching back and forth. Stetson Bennett, you gave me 312 yards with no touchdowns. Just when I wanted to praise you, just when I wanted to put you in the Heisman discussion, and then you do that. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, we talked about the one I was going to talk about the, the Oklahoma game. I just mm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that just that they lost doesn't surprise me. How they lost shocked the the hell out of me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that, yeah. That, uh, and it, it, the road doesn't get any easier. Number 24, Pittsburgh got upset by uh, num- uh, unranked with a new head co- with a new interim head coach, Georgia Tech. Uh, it seems like every time they fire a guy, the next guy has to prove himself. We're going to fight for our coach. And then they, they go and upset a team they have no business upsetting. <laughs> uh, soften them up, Yellow Jackets. Thank you. I, we need that. We need you guys to soften all of the, these ACC coastal teams up. Uh, coastal season has started. For the University of Miami, maybe we can. No, that's too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Clemson. Uh, Clemson played well at home. Very DJ. You actually played well, and I don't. Ever anybody that knows how I feel about DJ, you young Galele. Um, he he's not my. That's two weeks in a row that you've um, given DJ some praise. Yes, I, I do. I, I might be going, coming down with something. Um, who knows? I might be getting. I don't know. I gotta stop being so nice to some of these quarterbacks. You're getting um, soft in your young age. Yeah, I'm getting soft in my young age. You never know. Uh, gotta get back to being a little bit more stringent about quarterbacking. You never know. Uh, but yeah, last week was kind of crazy. Uh, at the end of the day, we had some, we had some upsets. We had some things happen that we didn't expect to happen. Um, my p- uh, picks didn't look too bad. Didn't look too bad. Um. Previous week went eight and two. Went eight and two, depending on how this SMU thing goes along. Uh would have been would have been nine or seven and two. 
depending on how this eight, this uh, SMU game goes, we'll see. Um, but yeah, had a pretty good week. The only game I got, the two games I got wrong, I got Oklahoma wrong. Nobody saw that happening, and I got Florida State wrong. But that was the best L I've taken all season. Just saying. great job, Knowles. Great job. Good job. Good job. So let's fast forward into this week. Um, we have some. So we talked about Bryce Young. We talked about Colorado firing their head coach. Wisconsin uh, firing their head coach as well. Uh, Bama jumped to number one. They jumped their uh, their. Is, are they their arch nemesis at this point? No. Or is that too soon? It's, one national it, title isn't enough. It, yet. No. Yeah. I mean, they uh, unless you can say War Eagle, then no. No. Okay. And and I, if I was an Auburn fan, I would shut. I I think um, they already killed two Bert. Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to be nice to these Auburn fans. I mean, you guys haven't done anything since Cam Newton and Nick Marshall. Anyways, um, <laughs> I got bars for y'all today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be nice. Um, but, yeah, Alabama did jump Georgia in the AP, in the AP poll to uh, go, jump to number one. Does any Is there anybody in that poll that maybe surprised you where they're supposed to be, where they're not supposed to be? I mean, it's just week four. And, and so just remember this, people. Cream always rises to the top. Cream always rises to the top. Yeah, I don't – I really don't get too hyped about, you know, until about week eight, I don't really – I don't get too hyped about it because we know these rankings don't actually matter. They they literally don't matter anymore. Um, it's more about the once the playoff rankings come out, and then we only really playoffs. Care about the, yeah, playoffs. Oh, sorry, sorry, so, sorry. Yeah, wrong, 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 wrong uh, level. We're still in college, but I mean, I mean, they do matter. I mean, if you're in the top ten to twelve teams, you have some hope, but for the most part, you know. If your name isn't Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, USC, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, my dark horse, Tennessee. my dark horse, Tennessee. my dark horse. I called it. We'll Rocky see. Top, yeah, they have. They got a couple. They got a Bama. They got Bama looming in a couple weeks. We'll see. Uh, Ole Miss, Penn State. That's your top ten. Those right, are right. all your undefeateds um, in the top ten. TCU is undefeated, but they have a long way to go to get to where they want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know what surprises me though? A team has not been talked about too much. Mm-hmm. That number fourteen, Michigan. People, yeah, I mean, they're just kind of going through the motions, just going through things. Um, I'm waiting for them to have that one Michigan game. They have no business losing. I'm waiting for because you know Harbaugh's good for it. You know he's good for it. Mm, well, if he if he does analytics like his brother, then it's going to happen. Ooh. But um, that's I didn't say story. that Ravens fans. I go to him. Say something. I said him. it at Rick Brown ninety one. Um, holler at me on Sundays. Mm. Um, stupid. Uh, anyway, uh, but but they've just been almost like quietly going through and winning. All they've done is, I mean, five and zero, and just they just keep on winning while playing musical chairs at quarterback too. Mm -hmm. 
That's the interesting part, playing musical chairs at quarterback. And you know how Harbaugh likes to play around. Is Harbaugh the new is Harbaugh the Spurrier. new Spurrier? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's the only one that I've ever seen. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go with this quarterback this time. I'm gonna go with this. Oh, I'm gonna pull you. You didn't you 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 missed this read. Nope. Come on out. Like, oh yeah, I got a dual threat guy and I got a pocket passing guy, and then I got a guy that does a little bit of both. Let's see what works. I mean, and then he still runs the football. But you know, Steve Spurrier told me this. Uh he said, you know, when we change running backs, no one says a thing. When we change wide receivers, no one says a thing. If we have to change offensive linemen or def- cornerbacks or safeties or linebackers or rotations, defensive linemen, no one says a thing. But if you rotate a quarterback, then you must be crazy. He said, they're just one player. If they if someone is giving me something, I'm gonna go with them. That's it, and that's why you're making the big bucks, Coach Spurrier. Yeah, yes and no, because you know what they say: if you have more, if you have two quarterbacks, you probably don't have any. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what a losing coach said. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a couple times where I, I mean, ask Urban Meyer. Ohio State had three. <laughs> he had three, and well, he won a national title with. Three guys getting hurt in one season, and yeah, hey, I mean, but we'll see. Um, Michigan is scary good on defense too. Um, I, the only problem is they have a monster named Ohio State in their same division. We'll find out how how real Michigan is when they face off against that team, especially after I've heard it's it's the revenge tour. Ohio State is like on the revenge tour this year. Um. They did not like losing to them last year and being bullied like they were bullied. So, yeah, Ohio State. You know, I don't like you guys, but um, any day you any day that you can beat up on Harbaugh and he continues to keep his job is a good day for me. So, I love seeing Harbaugh. Harbaugh is one of the few coaches I love when he loses it. Like he when he loses it on the sideline, it's just it's it's comedy. It's pure comedy. So, of course, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So. We have picks and predictions, right? So for our current week, we have we're gonna be in Lawrence, Kansas for for college game day. So you know we have a big game between two undefeateds. Uh, somebody has to go home and cry in the car a little bit. We we can start off with that one. TCU facing off against uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Wait a minute, TCU don't they have a loss? No, they are undefeated. They are undefeated. <clears throat> Some reason I thought they were four and one. Well, doesn't matter. Uh, TCU was it a fluke? Was it was it, was that game? I mean, is Kansas for real? I mean, fourteen eleven scares me. Give me TCU. Ooh, Matt Campbell defenses are always very sound. Uh, Lance Leopold has these guys going offensively. Quarterback looks good. Running game looks pretty good. They had a little bit of a stumble in the road, maybe looking ahead a little. Um, College game day is in Lawrence, Kansas. All the hype, all the eyeballs are on you. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. We'll seal the deal. Um, This one's going to be interesting. This one's really going to be interesting because – 
winner of this game takes full control of the of the of the Big 12 in a year where we may not see the two big dogs ever again. Wow, imagine wow, that. Wow. The, imagine that. The mm. the two big dogs who are expected to really just hold serve and finish, <clears throat> finish strong in one conference to go to another one. Mm. Um, and a Jayhawk <laughs> or a horn, horned frog ends up. Don't, don't they play this week? Yeah, that was actually right up right up next. Uh, we have the Red River Shootout. Say that about 10 times really fast. It'll be tongue twisted all the way around. This one has been given – this game has really given a lot of good classic games. I mean, last year was a classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, how many how many quarterbacks – if I just go through the names of yesteryear, Colt McCoy, Vince Young, Kyler Murray – Sam Bradford. I mean, I could keep going. Baker Mayfield. These two teams produce great games. It is what it is. I don't know if it'll be the same this year. Um, Texas is building back, but there's always some crazy drama in this game. Marvin Mims last year made a catch that I still am tr- Every now and then I go back and I watch some of the things from the year before, and I'm still trying to figure out how he made that catch on the sideline uh, to score. And I'm just like, how? Um, Hudson Card still around. We may see Quint Quinn at yours. But at this point, I mean, if your team oh, – the one thing coaches tend to – it's analysis. It's paralysis by analysis, over analysis. If your guy – if your backup is rolling, why take him out? Why take him out for the starter who hasn't played since really week one? Um, on the other end, Dylan Gabriel is he all right? Because mm. if he's not playing, I have very big concerns for uh, an Oklahoma offense that didn't look too good and an Oklahoma defense that really looked very suspect over the last two weeks. So Give me Sark because he's ha- his quarterback is at least his backup quarterback was a starter and played in this game last year. He knows what this atmosphere is like. Hudson Card, Bijan Robinson, give them a full a good dose of Bijan Robinson. I can't believe I'm saying this because I never picked Texas to win this game. I haven't picked Texas to win this game since Colt McCoy was actually running this team back in 2000. From like in like from like what so six to oh nine. I haven't picked Texas and they've won, but uh, give me Texas to win this one. Hook them, uh, hmm. hook them horns. A uh, little known fact uh, I grew up actually a, a Sooner fan. Uh, JC Watts, Jamil Holloway, quarterbacking, tearaway jerseys. Um, just loved. Loved them running that option, running the wishbone. Just wow. Awesome. Awesome times. Um, most of you people know how I feel about the state of Texas. But particularly one city in Texas. Mm. That city is not Austin, however. Uh, <laughs> having said that, um, shout out to my homie, Anwar Richardson. Uh, Lakeland High School grad alum, um, Polk County stand up, hook them horns. Can't believe I said that. I'm Ooh. sorry, OU. Oh, 
I'm sorry, OU. Mm. I'm sorry. Book of Horns. Mm. I know that was hard on you. I know that was tough for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a drink after this. Mm. We're going to take it down to the SEC where we have a ranked matchup between my dark horse, my bet against the world team in the Tennessee Balls, facing off against, facing off against the LSU Tigers, who if you told me they would be a ranked team at this point at 25, I'd tell you we're crazy. Their only loss is to Florida State at the <laughs> on a two-point convert or yeah, uh, after a two-point conversion should or a, a, a extra point should have been got blocked. I mean, we we've come a long way from that since then. Jaden Daniels quarterback transfer from one Arizona state should be healthy enough to play in this game. I'm not I, I already told you Tennessee, Hendon Hooker, Cedric Tillman, the rest of those guys, Josh Hypo at, at, at the controls. They're my dark horse team for the year. Hendon Hooker is my dark horse Heisman contender. This game's in Baton Rouge, one of the loudest stadiums in the country. But this ain't the same Baton Rouge, dang it. Give me the Vols. Plus, I have to do this. I mean, they're my dark horse team. Come on. You know, everyone was ready to crucify Kelly again. Um first after that horrible accent when he was introduced as head coach. Uh, and then after the Florida State uh, debacle. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't have come down to them having to drive 90-plus yards <laughs> in the last two minutes and then miss the extra. Uh, but anyway, they were ready to really just, um, I don't know, um, Put a curse on them, maybe? Mm. Uh, is that what they do down there? But they've won four straight since then and starting to form a little identity. Having said that, this game is at high noon and not at night. If this was a night game, there's no way I bet against uh, LSU in Death Valley at night. But since it's high noon, uh, prepare, pre- prepare to hear Rocky Top 563 times before halftime. One c- t- very concerning with these this LSU team, just saying, they are 103rd in the nation <laughs> out of 138 schools, at least at the Division One FBS 1A level. Uh, in passing yardage in a, in a game where we throw the football more and more. And they're almost – they're roughly dead last in running the football. That is not good. That is, Tennessee has one of the worst defenses in the country. They are 91st in the country uh, in total yards allowed. But, shoot, if I can't throw it and I can't run it, I don't think they'll be okay. I mean, Hendon Hooker should have a really good game against this team. Like I said, go Vols. Um, we have the UCLA Bruins, who are ranked. It makes no sense. I have a, it's weird seeing UCLA being ranked and uh, undefeated with Chip Kelly at the at the controls. Chip Kelly's doing pretty good out there. Uh, he's finally getting some of his pieces. And my one of my playoff playoff uh, contenders in Utah at number eleven, the 
the Utah youth. They're still hanging around, um, just waiting on somebody to lose a game who has no business losing that game. I'm going Utah in this one. I haven't seen it. They, they're still the same team. At the end of the day, it came very much like LSU week one came down to something in the red zone or a dire play. Cameron Rising isn't making a bad play like he did before. They're physical up front. Um, this game's in L.A., but are we really afraid of the Coliseum? Or I'm sorry, the Rose Bowl? Are we really afraid of the Rose Bowl? Um, I don't think so. Give me the use. To live and die in L.A. Wow. It's the wow. place to Wow. You took it back. You know, what surprised me last week, and, and this happens every – it seems like it happens every year. You know, I, I'll sleep uh, I'll, and I'll wake up, and then I'll see this quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. DTR. And he has a spectacular game. And I'm saying, wow, I need to really follow up on this and check him out down the road. And it really doesn't translate. It doesn't seem like it. He doesn't have that 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 wild game again. He may have mm-hmm. a wild play here and there, you know, because he wowed me last week. He wowed me so much that I'm going to pick UCLA against Utah. Not really happy with this pick, but there's something about this. This kid has special talent. He's, he's a, he can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He seems smart. Give me UCLA. Wow. I was not expecting that at all. Um, next up, we have a team that is very close to my heart, but really has been the just undoing of me this season. I mean, mm. we have the North Carolina Tar Heels coming in at four and one, facing off against my two and two Miami Hurricanes after the bye week. Um, hopefully, that bye week hasn't, you know, beat us up too bad. Um, Drake May, freshman quarterback, is having a hell of a season. Nineteen touchdowns, one interception. Uh, very good receiving core. Very, very good receiving core. Uh, those Tar Heels, and still trying to figure out what they are, but I got to be nice to those guys, so we don't. We'll find out. Um, there, that offense scoring forty-five points a game, averaging three hundred nineteen yards. I'm sorry, three hundred and nineteen yards through the air, uh, one hundred eighty-seven yards on the ground. That's good. That's to a tune of five hundred yards per game. But those five in those their last five. Their last five is against your family, family Rattlers, who they scored 56 on. App State, we remember that crazy game. Georgia State, who almost came back and beat them, uh, came up a touchdown short. Notre Dame, who did give them that one loss on the record. And Virginia Tech, who they absolutely shellacked 41-10 last week. It has been a it, – it's somewhat of a – I don't want to disrespect them and call it a cupcake schedule but they've kind of played a somewhat cupcake schedule and the defense is still really bad. They're allowing almost they're while they are picking up 500 yards on the ground, they're giving up, or I'm sorry, 500 yards in total. They are giving up 450 yards a game. Mm, 
allowing 33 points a game. Ugh, these Tar Heels, I don't know what to think. And if this was a normal Miami team where we could score points, I'd be okay and be I'd feel good about them. But this Canes team is not the Canes team that I thought would be on the field. They have a they're on a two-game losing streak uh, after losing to Texas AM and Middle Tennessee State. Huh. The, the Mario Cristobal had to have a come to Jesus, hopefully. Uh, this team, Miami's averaging 448 yards a game. But again, cupcake schedules had a lot of a heavy a heavy diet of Bethune Cookman and um, South, uh, Southern Miss to start the season. Um, and then was a tough draw, and they still put up points, but it was a little too too long too late uh, for Middle Tennessee State. With all of that being said, give me the Tar Heels. I can't believe I'm saying this, but give me the Tar Heels. Wow, no, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. I, I'm being I, I, objective I, I, for once in life. Miami's going to have a three-game losing streak to this team. Wow, wow, wow. I'm not going to even. I'm not going to say much more about this game then because. Wow, I'm I'm, I'm shocked. Canes um, are favored, by the way, by three and a half. Which, uh, I just don't know if. Miami cannot outscore um, North Carolina. They bet they Miami's going to need scores by special teams and a def- defensive score. I'm not too pleased with your quarterback. I don't know if you have established enough of a running game to help him out. And what the hell is a Tar Heel? But North Carolina, give me North Carolina. Wow. I can't believe I did that. Um, yeah, Kane's fans, I'm sorry, but I, I have to I'm being objective. And you know, if I he's bailing out, he's bailing out, he's wow. giving up on wow. the season. I'm bailing out. Why wow. giving out he's giving up on the season already, <laughs> Kane fans. Is he a true Kane fan? Come back later to find out. Wow, I, I still can't believe I just did that one, but okay, we'll go with it. Um, we have the we have the the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers facing off against the UTSA Roadrunners. Um, UTSA has a very very explosive offense. Uh, I expect them to handle business in this game. Uh, Frank Harris, seventeen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, I expect this team uh, to be able to put up that 500 yards of offense. I think this is going to be a shootout, honestly. Both teams score a lot of points. They also allow a ton of yardage. Um, last five for both teams. For Western Kentucky, they are 3-2 and two with losses to Indiana in overtime and Troy by a touchdown. Uh, UTSA has losses to number 24 Houston in triple overtime and Texas by 21 points. No real, can't really be mad at either one of those. Um, but what's aggravating to me more than anything, UTSA, is that you put 45 points on Middle Tennessee State on the road and they only scored. I mean, literally, they beat UTSA by the same score virtually that they beat Miami by. And it's it just it, it it 
it's not it's giving like stay what on, are we doing stay on task stay on yeah, task yeah stay yeah, on yeah, task. yeah i'll be good okay so i'll take utsa in this one but it'll be a close it'll be a shootout and i can see both teams scoring about 40 like 48 45 i can see this game going looking like that i mean both teams are averaging 500 yards uh western kentucky 500.6 uh utsa 500.8 imagine Uh, this game coming down to one yard on the one yard line and triple overtime wow (laughs) the thing that what 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 even though they both uh come in at three and two utsa has played a tougher schedule and so I think those losses are a little bit better than Indiana on the road and Troy at home. Mm-hmm. Give me UTSA. We have the Kansas State Wildcats facing off against the Iowa State Cyclones. I I don't have much more to say than, about this game than Adrian Martinez. Okay? <laughs> Adrian Martinez. Let me say it again. Adrian Martinez, the numbers that he has put up in the last two games are silly. And Colin Klein, the former, the last guy that actually back in back in the early 2010s, I think it was 2012, was it? It was Johnny Manziel's Heisman year. He's their offensive coordinator. And what did he do really well? He ran the football. He was a Tim Tebow-esque type player, type quarterback. Not a, not the greatest thrower in the world, but he was. 230 pounds, six foot four, uh, had good wheels. Uh, they they used a lot of QB power, QB draw, uh, QB zone. Yeah, give me the give me the Wildcats, and I think this game's gonna get. They're gonna score a lot of points. I think uh, Adrian Martinez is he's a man amongst boys, and I just don't see Iowa State scoring enough points. Uh, shout out to Dr. Chiquita Miller, uh, Fabu Rattler who's now working at uh, KSU. Uh, Looking at this here, Iowa State comes in on a two-game losing streak. They lost a tough one to KU on the road, giving up only two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And they lost to Baylor by just one score. Their two losses have been by 10 points. They do have a win against on the road against Iowa. This is at home. Jack Trice Stadium, very tough place to play in the I Big mean, Twelve. Is K? Are you ready to say K State is for real? Are you? Are, are we actually ready to say these Wildcats are for real? The uh, last time yeah. they had a quarterback like this, they were no, no. very real. Yeah. Yeah, we're ready to say it. Uh, okay. K State, let's go. Let's just keep moving. Oh. Let's just keep moving. I'm not. I will give it a song and dances when I know K State. We have the Washington State Cougars facing off again. This one I'm going to definitely be watching because this is a battle of good quarterbacks. Um, can't, they're facing off against the USC Trojans at number six. Uh, USC undefeated. Washington State is four and one. Uh, Cam Ward, this is your moment. 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The seven picks aren't great, but you're you've done a lot better than what you've seen the last few years. 
by previous quarterbacks like Anthony Gordon throwing picks everywhere. Your only loss is against Oregon at the end, uh, but you are not really that battle-tested. This USC team is pretty battle-tested. Stanford, Oregon State, Arizona State. Um, that Oregon State game in Corvallis kind of – I think that was USC's wake-up call. Give me USC to light this team up. Light this team up. Uh, this is the this is that Caleb Williams Heisman moment game where he goes for like four touchdowns and like three hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Fight on! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen their cheerleaders? USC's cheerleaders? Yes, I have. Yeah, beautiful women. Um, <laughs> don't get in trouble. I, he said it. I didn't. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. All yeah. I'm saying is go USC. Oh, okay. Fight okay. on, baby. Fight on. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have the BYU Cougars facing off against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I mean, the little leprechaun people. Give me the Mormons. I don't like. We don't. I, I can't say I don't like Catholics. I just don't like little cat, little um, little green people. Give me the Mormons. I mean, you didn't spend any time on this, man. You just didn't, not saying anything about how Notre Dame has kind of risen from the dead. From from 0-3, they've won their last two, including uh, uh, winning at Carolina, mm-hmm. coming off the bye week. Uh, they should be even more pumped up. They're at home. This game is at home. And while everything in my mind is telling me that BYU is going to run all over them, I'm giving Coach Freeman a shot. Give me give me those fighting Irish. Let's go, wow. Notre Dame. Wow. Y'all did me good last time. Let's do it. Let's make it two in a row. Let's do it. Let's make it three in a row, actually. Let's go. You know, in their two wins against UNC and Cal, they've scored more points than they did in any of the other games, which is sad. Um, BYU, their only loss against Oregon, but they also haven't played anybody outside. Well, they played they played Baylor. Um, in but the do 20- we know who Baylor is? I still, I don't, still know don't know who Baylor is. is yeah, I don't. they are so backwards. Um, <laughs> The the concern I have, Drew Pine is a he fits the offense a little bit better, but is he ready for this moment? Is he really ready for this moment? The defense, I know they're gonna come to play, but where who's the other playmaker when Michael My, Michael Mayer, um, the tight end for for the fighting Irish, when he's covered and he can't make some silly, ridiculous catch on third to convert chains. <laughs> Who's going to step up? I don't know who that person is. But I also don't know if BYU can actually play a real team because when they played Oregon, they got pushed around. I, I, <sighs> BYU is another squad that I have no idea who they are. Baylor they are. and BYU are the same team. They're, yeah, they, they really, are. They're very <laughs> they really much the are. same team. <laughs> they really are. Um, but yeah, give me, give me the, give you going me, Cougars. I'm going Irish. Give me, give me the Cougars. I can't, you know, I don't like the little green people. You yeah, know, I, 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 know, I, know, I, I know. hate the green people. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have, uh, the Florida Definitely state Seminoles. Least. 
And we oh. have the NC State. Uh, we have the NC State Wolfpack. The last time I picked this team, actually, the last few years, these teams have played. Um, NC State has gotten the better of them. Uh, NC State quarterback Drew Leary, uh, he garnered uh, NFL. He had some NFL uh, dreams. We'll see. Um, I'm not super super excited about him, but um, they have they're not a great team. I mean, when we first saw this team, they faced off against an ECU team that didn't look all that great, and they took them to the brink. Hmm. But this Florida State team, I mean, they played they played a okay schedule, and then they finally they got ranked and smelt themselves a little bit, and Wake Forest had to humble them a little. Um, I still believe in this defense, though. They're fast. They're physical. Um, Jordan Travis looks – he seems to be healthy a little bit more. Uh, receiver Johnny Wilson, who's six foot seven. Uh, he is a – he and he has speed to burn. I don't think that NC State has the horses to run with Florida State um, for four quarters. I said the same thing about Florida State last week. I hope you guys, um, I hope you guys burn in this game, Florida State. But I'm picking the Knolls. See if this, picking the Knolls in this one. Go on the road. Yeah, NC State uh, first loss uh, at Clemson night game. Mm-hmm. Respectable loss. Respectable yeah. loss. Very good. Respectable loss. Uh, but you know, there's no more victories, and they really haven't played a tough schedule. Uh, they mm-hmm. haven't played anyone that's impressive. And you're Texas right, Tech been. was okay, but yeah. yeah, but that was at home too. Yeah, it was at home. So, um, um, a little history here. Um, my second true road game was Florida State at NC State. Uh, Chris Winkie's uh, first true road game. They played a, I think they played Texas A&M in New York um, a week before that or two weeks before that. But this was my first, uh, or my second road game. Uh, my first Florida State true road game though. Uh, and Chris Winkie threw six interceptions that game, and Torrey Holt lit him up. That's how long ago that was. So, having said that, there's no Torrey Holt with uh, NC State, but I'm not sold on Florida State. There's just something about this team that's not there yet. This game could go a long way of proving, of helping them out down the road. I just don't think they're going to win on the road at NC State. Um, definitely not a night game. Give me give me the Wolfpack. Give me the Wolfpack. Wolfpack have won four out of the last five, dating back to 2016, which was the last time they, that the Knolls were legit, legit good. Um... Those were that was the end of the that was the Willie Taggart era, 15 and 16. And then dating back before that, um 2012 was the last time before that. 
that they won. That was the that was EJ Manuel. I remember that game. That was Jacoby Brissett, um, Florida Gator transfer. Uh, they actually won that game at the end and got a got a pick on EJ. Good old EJ Manuel. Good, always good for an interception. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was th- these two teams have always had very t- close games, even from like 15, 16, 14. Um, e- these games were always close 34 17. I mean, it's not super close, but it's a two touchdown game. Um, the national Florida State's national championship year was it was roughly a 14 point game, but these last few years it's always been about a, a two touchdown either way. But both teams play tough, but uh. Give me the nose, like I said. Give me the nose, and if they, if they, if if Florida State loses, I'm just a good old curse, right? Good old Kane's mm. curse. Good old Hurricanes curse. Mm. Soften them up, boys. Soften them yeah. up. We got you guys. We got those nose later down the road. Mm. All right. So that was our picks and prediction. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, we're gonna Rick tell them, tell the people where they can find you. Tell them where they where they can tell you. What a Tar Heel is, because we gotta know. I gotta know before this season is over. Someone's gonna tell me, Daggett, what the hell Tar Heel is. But anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Rick Brown ninety one. Um, holler at me. I mean, I pop in anytime and, and, and start talking smack. You, you should should have seen my uh, my talk a little earlier on. I mean, I, I'll give it to you any way you want it. But one thing I will give it to you, how I'm giving it to you, is straight, no chaser. So, hey, follow me there. Tell me what the hell a Tar Heel is, and I'll leave you guys alone, okay? Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Fred Purdue CFB. You can also find the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Um, you'll know if I have if I have a, a few extra, extra uh, drinks on me because um, – if North Carolina go, if Drake May throws five touchdowns, I'm disappearing for the rest of the night. I'm just saying that right now. Um, Mario, you're on the clock right now. You're on the clock. If you can hear me, you're on my clock. You're on the clock. Oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah, you're on the clock. But we'll find out on Saturday. Um, we will definitely find out on Saturday. But until we return, we, we come back to – wrap this whole thing up week week six we're already in week six before we have a chance we can wrap this thing up uh i will see you on rick on sat on sunday to wrap this whole thing up just to say just yep, a yep. little quick real quick update ucf up 17 13 midway through or through the third quarter go knights go knights peace peace